This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be discussing the pursuit of purity and perfection. Now, more than ever, we're exposed to more with health trends, beauty, workouts, diet. All these types of things are at our fingertips on a constant basis. And with social media, we can see what every single person's doing you know, depending on how much they post within these realms. Now, although it can be argued that this is informative and it can really be beneficial and help people, there are real dangers and dark sides to this issue. Now, social media has undoubtedly led to a lot of social comparison over the years that it's been around, even to the extent that it is leading to higher statistics in anxiety and depression with many people that interact with it on an ample basis or on a very consistent basis. You know, people no longer exclusively receive advice from professionals or trusted people that have degrees in their life, but more so influencers. And this is a market that many within the economic industries are taking advantage of, of people that can acquire attention and can maintain an audience and sell products for their business. Or they may be using their audience to sell their own products and services. Now, how is the pursuit of purity and perfection affecting this generation is really the question that I'm asking and wanting to offer my opinion on today. I feel like, especially with women, I've been in the performing arts industry for a very long time, worked in it, um, performed in it, been amongst it behind the scenes and seen a lot of things go on. I've seen a lot of eating disorders come from people trying to achieve a very, very unattainable ideal and it really hurting their health and it can be masked as healthy eating, etc. and it goes down a wrong path. And even people that aren't in the performing arts industry, you know, these types of things when it comes to you know, different lifestyle habits, it can take people down some dark roads and it can get really out of hand when people are especially seeking to have a very high level of control um, in these areas of their life. Now, I feel like the pursuit of purity and perfection may seem like hashtag goals most of the time or, oh my gosh, I wish this was my life type of a thing as far as comments on social media that people get. However, it does lead to many serious problems when these things are taken to the extreme and when it is a fully like, you know, when it's fully consuming a person's mindset, I feel like this is really when it gets dangerous. Now, My approach and my beliefs on this are personally that I think having conservative, realistic approach to health is more doable and it can lead to healthy results long term. I do think that there's a huge benefit to seeing a lot of different health practices, seeing a lot of different ways that people live. However, it's not for everybody. Everything is not for everybody. And I don't think that if you compare your lifestyle to another person's and you're not doing exactly what they're doing, that it should lead people to feel negative about their self-worth, their self-esteem, their self-efficacy, what they're able to accomplish in their life. And these types of comparisons actually harm a person more than it can actually boost them forward in their life. So the first 
thing that I really want to touch on is kind of just sharing a story from my childhood. Now, I remember when I was younger, I loved going to the mall. I mean, what little girl doesn't love going to the mall from time to time going shopping? And I would go with my mom sometimes. And so I remember when I was younger, I went to the mall with my mom once and you know, we were walking around and looking in all the stores and I was kind of getting a little bit annoyed because by the time that we left, we didn't leave with anything. And my mom took me through that experience to share with me a lesson. She said, you can look as much as you want and you don't have to buy anything. You're not required to buy anything. You can see what's out there, but you're not required to buy anything and you don't always have to leave with something. It's not an obligation. If you don't feel like you see anything that you really like, you don't have to get it. You don't have to include it in your life. It's not necessary. There are going to be people in your life that are going to try to sell you that you need all the stuff that you don't need, that you have these problems that need to be fixed. We see this in the pharmaceutical industry. They push solutions so that, you know, you can't make excuses. For example, be like, oh, well, there's NyQuil. So you don't need to like stay home from work or miss your kid's soccer game. You can just take this medication and you have no excuse and you'll be back out there and doing whatever you need to do. Or people that are dealing with depression, different SSRI type pills and different, you know, even narcotic substances, depending on whatever's going on with an individual. You know, this is pushed on people and being like, oh, you have depression? No worries. You might have all these other crazy side effects <laughs> from taking this, but this is going to cure you. Um, you know, aging, etc. when it comes to different pharmaceuticals topically, different um, surgical procedures for people. It's like, you don't need to age. You can get this and that done. So this really does kind of stem from that pharmaceutical model as far as people being sold something, you know, and this is just economics in general. You advertise something that meets a need of a person who has the desires to get that need met, and then you create a business from it. It's just basic economics. However, I feel like women and men do get pressured to look youthful in our industry. When it comes to appearance, um, women and men really do get pressured to be youthful, whether it's hair coloring for guys or different skin creams for women or makeup, etc. The beauty industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. You know, and especially when it comes to things like fashion, people want to look their best. They want to appear their best. They want to wear Spanx to like smooth out any kind of like, you know, lumps and bumps they might have. They might want to get different things done. Um, because in our day and age, there's such a high price on notoriety and status when it comes to the social realm. People will even buy likes and followers just to appear more relevant in society and try to buy their status in that sense. And people are actually taking it um, a little too extreme, I think, when it comes to younger um, girls and boys that are you know, getting procedures done, you know, for example, let's look at fillers, dermal fillers, like Restylane, um, Juvederm, things like this. These are fillers that are injected into the skin to give it more of a youthful appearance and um, kind of treat fine lines and wrinkles in aging women. Now, this procedure of people getting injections into their lips has become heavily popularized um, arguably after Kylie Jenner got these this procedure done years ago and launched an entire business based around lips 
um, with her lip kits. And this influenced a very young demographic to be eager to have, you know, this type of procedure done to get lip injections at a very young age and alter their appearance. So there's this huge pressure that's going younger and younger and younger. And these ideals of beauty are further and further from being natural. And how is this affecting our youth? What are these youth going to be feeling like when they are aging women and they are 50? What's going to be the next step? You know what I'm saying? How does pushing for perfection really in this sense of having a perfectly balanced face and being, you know, really chasing this idea and wanting to be perfect, is that really affecting people's health in a greater sense by incorporating these things into their life? Or is it creating more of a distorted image when most of the images that are seen on social media um, by major influencers, they have some tweaking done to them. Maybe there's a bit of facetune, maybe there's a bit of alteration, um, photoshopping. These are not uncommon things. They've been going on for a very long time. However, people have a very distorted image around these, um, you know, images and take them at face value as if that's what the person really looks like. It's like, no, they don't. So don't compare yourself to that. And as much as it's said, people really don't want to believe that and they want to believe that they can achieve this ideal or that it is achievable. And if they don't achieve it, then they're just not trying hard enough. That is a huge, huge issue because people will then blame themselves that they are not at that level. It's their fault when this is a constructed ideal that is completely unattainable as it is. And the amount of sacrifice to one's health and well-being to reach that is completely not worth that process, in in my opinion, because of all the things that can come about this. You know, as far as um, people's appearance, they can spend a lot of different money doing alterations to themselves. And I think Every single person has every right to do whatever they want to their body so that they can feel the absolute best they can. There are some people that have major deformities that need to have surgeries. There are some people that need to, you know, correct certain things um, proportionally about their body if they feel like that that's something they need to do. Everybody has every right to do whatever they want to their body. But my question is, what is the reasoning behind these decisions? Are you going to be mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally okay if this is not something that is incorporated to your life? Is it something that is actually beneficial to your life in the long-term scheme of things? Or is it something that, you know, would We see like with these shows um, like Botched where people get multiple, multiple surgeries or people get addicted to plastic surgery or getting all these things done. Are you going to be able to tell yourself to stop or are you going to keep pushing for this idea of perfection and looking a certain way to your own detriment? And I feel like um, when it comes to you know lifestyle habits, which is a different really more so than appearance, Lifestyle, I feel like, is internal and external habits of living. And, you know, as much as people can complain that there is disease, there are literally diseases that people are facing due to their lifestyle habits. Heart disease, cancer, diabetes, hypertension, being overweight, all these types of things are real. This is like real 
stuff that people are dealing with day in, day out. There are a lot of different solutions to this. And people have opportunities to do that. And I think people out there on social media are offering a lot of different options as far as ways this can be approached. Medical professionals are, are you know, offering a lot of different ways that this can be approached. And I'm grateful that there is a mix and there are a lot of different options to choose from. However, with these options being there, there are sometimes an advertised, oh, this is how you lose weight. This is how you get, you know, a flat stomach. This is how you get ripped. This is how you lose 10, 20 pounds in X amount of days, blah, blah, blah. There are as many programs that are geared towards people that have actual health problems that are being used by people that are seeking to have more of a hyper control of their body, again, to their own detriment. We look at people that have eating disorder tendencies hyper control type tendencies where they feel like they are using food as a way to feel in control of their body. This is not something that should be held against a person because a lot of people have underlying issues as to why these types of things exist. Some of it is biological and it is programmed within an individual. So it's very sensitive when this is like spoken about. I'm not trying to put anybody down that's dealing with any of these issues because they're they're very real. They're very difficult to navigate oftentimes. However, there is help for these issues and you can get help for these issues if it, you seek it out. Now, just as much as people can be overweight, you can be underweight. Just as much as people can get into under-exercising and engaging in sloth-like behaviors, not taking care of themselves, and really just wrecking their health and, you know, in a sense, to an extent, becoming a bit of a burden to society in some respects. I mean, some people could argue that on the extreme end of things um, versus people that are over-exercising to the extent where it is wrecking their hormones, where it is putting themselves at a very weak state, um, having low blood pressure, putting them at high risk for a heart attack, you know, these types of things. This can come from people that literally are, are you know, um, right in front of you that could look like a picture of health, but they might be absolutely running themselves into the ground and you wouldn't even know. And this is the kind of facade that social media can paint because people can make themselves look any which way they want to, but you don't see that person's mental state. You only see what they show you. You're not with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. You don't really know what is actually going on. So, um, and I feel like eventually the truth does come out about these issues, but what I'm saying is if you are following someone, you have to still keep in mind what are your health goals? What exactly attracts you to this person? Do you find them completely healthy? And I think a lot of people can get really pressured into thinking like, well, I want, I want, I want to meet that demographic for people. I want people to think that I'm totally healthy and, you know, have a perfect diet and perfect body and I'm totally like, you know, mentally and emotionally secure in myself and there's just no flaws and there's no reason for anyone to even judge me. I'm just 100% perfect, right? There's that chasing that perfection, that like purity of mind, body, and spirit. There's no excess fat. There's no toxins in my system. I'm completely detoxed, right? You know, like someone, it's just, 
Listen, if your organs are functioning properly, you have a functioning liver, gallbladder, intestines, adrenal glands, all that jazz, you're good. Like, you don't really have much to worry about unless you're eating, like, straight up, like, cancer-causing substances, which, you know, you know your own show of what you're doing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's important to, yeah, eating fresh produce is great for you. Eat it. Enjoy it. If you're not able to eat 100% the most pure diet or whatever you think that is, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, chances are before that at some point in your life you're able to be alive not eating like something and i feel like so many people are wrecking their health and even going into borderline or full-on orthorexic tendencies where they're like oh my god if it's not organic i can't even touch it i'm gonna get like you know radiation from even touching a banana like there's just people that take way 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 too far and i have to say there's been points in my journey as a vegan where i felt like i aspired to you know live a certain way really to see how it affected my body and there were even times where I was like a little bit uncomfortable to even consider eating things that might have been along like more cooked or even spices or salt or oils and things just because what I had researched about it seemed like it was so horrible for human health so in my own journey of moving past a lot of those things, it's like I feel very secure in my choices that I make for my body. I never restrict my calories or don't like, you know, push myself as a as an athlete beyond my limits. Like I really make sure that my body is nourished and taken care of. And, you know, it's it's always a growth process for every single person wherever you're at in your life depending on how much you're working out what your goals are all this type of stuff it's really important to keep all that in consideration that your goals your body your biology is totally different than another person's so to compare one to the other really is not a good use of your time and your energy. You want to find what's working for you. You're not going to look like that person. You're not going to feel like that person. You're not going to be that person. You are you and that is amazing and you have an opportunity with this life to make the most out of that. And if switching up a few things in your diet helps you do that, fantastic. If you're not doing it perfect, perfect, perfect to a T, but you're still getting some benefits out of it, that's great too. If you're pushing for gradual change rather than rapid overnight change, which is unsustainable, that's awesome. Yeah. If you need to make super drastic changes and you decide and you have, you know, done your research and you've done your background checks and you've fact checked and you've, you know, looked at the opposite view of that viewpoint, that's so important to do. Make informed decisions, make educated decisions about whatever you're doing because it is your body we only get one in this lifetime so don't mess around with that you know lifestyle habits are so so important when it comes to you know taking care of your health long term and i have to say when it comes to um, a lot of these like healthy clean eating green smoothies juice fasts you know water fasts all this type of stuff um you know i think that that's those things really need to be used in context. I mean, years ago, people didn't even know what this was. 
Okay, this was like the fringe of society was engaging in this type of stuff. And it was really for, you know, reversing different diseases and kickstarting people's health, not for people that are already relatively healthy and looking for a quick fast to drop some pounds because they want to look good in a dress for a weekend or something like this is not what that is for you will end up damaging your metabolism and your health by engaging in stuff mindlessly so make sure you are informed about the decisions and if you see somebody else doing this that doesn't mean that you need to do that it does not mean that you need to do that Just because something works for another person doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And there's nothing wrong with you if it doesn't work for you. You just need to focus on working on finding what does work for you. You know, there are really serious eating disorders that have a mental component to them. Orthorexia being one of them. Anorexia, bulimia. These disorders can kill people. They are the leading cause of death in mental disorders. Okay, this is really, really serious. And there, I've done an episode on this talking about how the body changes for specifically women when they're going through puberty. Generally, there's more adipose tissue gained on the thighs and throughout the body. There's different hormonal changes that happen, different growth in certain areas of the body, Um, as far as bones and height and different things in the facial structure changing, all types of stuff. Now, there's a lot of things that girls at that age are very impressionable. Businesses and industries are very aware of this and they seek to not exactly in a malicious way, but they can capitalize on that insecurity And it is unfortunate to see this happen, and I don't think it's being done in a malicious way. However, these girls are marketed to because they may see women's bodies that they aspire to look like that, again, can be retouched and photoshopped, etc. And they might think, oh my gosh, this person looks so pure. They look so perfect. They don't even have like one imperfection on them. Well, yeah, they're supposed to look like that after the Photoshop artist is done with it. Like, that's not really how they look in real life. They might have a freckle or a blemish or a dimple here or there or whatever, Um, you know, and oftentimes people aspire to look like some very, very fabricated, hyper thin with like, you know, muscle definition and... um, very beautiful, whatever, like these very hyper, hyper controlled standards of beauty that's very constructed by a corporate mentality to sell products to people so that they can attempt to look like this. And this leads people to be driven by comments, compliments, getting attention, getting more likes on their photos or in real life. You know, one thing that I experienced growing up being that I am genetically tall, I am genetically thin, I did receive a lot of compliments about my appearance. Now, these genetics come from my mother's side, and thankfully I had a mother that would tell me, don't get wrapped up in people's comments about your appearance, stay focused on what you have to do in your life, like, you know, and my mother was very humble. Like she received a lot of that attention growing up herself and still does to this day. And 
that only goes so far in life, to be honest. Like, if you have that aspect taken care of in your life, it's not someone's responsibility to take care of making sure they look a certain way in order to see that, you know, because honestly, you want to have people in your life that will see through to the heart of you and they'll see what a good person you are. They'll see how beautiful you are regardless of other people's standards or society's standards of beauty. Those are the kinds of people you really want in your life because God knows what happens, you know, like God forbid, like, you know, there are people that go through horrible accidents or their half of their face gets burned off or like they almost die and they end up dealing with all these deformities and things. It's like, are you just not going to like that person anymore because they don't look the way you think that they should or act the way that you think that they should or something? You know, it just breeds such a vain culture and society. And I think with Instagram being one of the most popular, if not the most popular social media app currently, it is barely based on image. And so vanity is becoming more and more important in people's lives and people judge vanity far more um, than they would otherwise maybe in years past. And there's more pressure and more products available for people to reach these very hyper intense standards. And it's not necessary that people do that in order to be happy. However, many people are sold on this ideal that if they do engage in buying and um, having these types of products or services in their life that all of a sudden things will get better or they will reach this level of happiness that they didn't have before. Do I think that products and services can um, help someone feel more confident about solving an issue in their life regardless of what it is? Absolutely. Do I think it's necessary that people go out of their way to look for imperfections about themselves that they need quote-unquote fixing? and, you know, obsess about that process to be pure or to be perfect, I don't think that's healthy, you know? Um, I think that it's wonderful to celebrate your achievements in life and the success that you've had. And maybe that comes through certain aspects of your lifestyle. Maybe that comes through certain things that you're able to afford in your lifestyle. Maybe you're able to live a certain life, travel a certain amount, drive a certain car, live in a certain area, whatever it is. It's wonderful to be able to celebrate that. However, I think chasing and wanting fame for the reasons that it will bring you that type of status just because you want to look that way, not really because you want to do anything to contribute to society um, to really earn that, that's kind of where I have an issue with that because I do see a lot of the youth are just like, I just want to be, um, you know, someone who's notorious for famous for being famous or I just want to make it big for doing this or that and not even you know maybe this is not I don't want to say a majority of kids but it's definitely more than it used to be people just wanting to seek social media fame as like their thing however they don't realize that when you invest a certain amount in putting your life out there to a certain extent unless you curate it in a certain way you know you also deal with the rise of your notoriety, 
people feel entitled to know certain things about your life and navigating that boundary is a very personal process. So just don't think that it's all good. You know, you see a lot of people in society that once they start dealing with issues, then it's more of a problem for them to deal with. So that may not have been perceived prior. Now, I think it is really important to take into consideration the why behind why you're doing things as far as your lifestyle choices. Are you overdoing it on exercise or overdoing it on your eating or overdoing it on your laziness, overdoing it in anything in your life? And why are you doing that? What is the purpose behind that? What benefit is that causing for you? And what are the real side effects and, um, you know, potential damage that's coming from these actions? How can you balance out these behaviors in your life so you're like, great, like I'm going to incorporate this in my lifestyle. I don't have to be perfect at it. It's fine. And some people get really triggered by even hearing that. And I can totally understand because they're like, wow, like, shouldn't I be pushing myself to be, like, the best I possibly can? Like, why would I want to settle for anything less? Trust me, I'm a really competitive person when it comes to competing against myself and competing for raising my own standards in my life, not necessarily meeting the um, societal expectations of what other people think I should be doing. When it comes to elevating what I feel like I'm capable of in my life, I absolutely do want to push that. But I also think it's very important to have a realistic perspective, to think long-term about certain goals, and not to be hard on yourself to the point where you are limiting your ability to move forward in your life because you're not doing something perfect or because you're not the purest you know, source of whatever energy that is being brought to that situation. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. And progress is more important than perfection or purity. And I think the reason behind why you're doing things will allow you to progress long term at something rather than be striving for perfection. And then it leads into some type of disordered habit or behavior or process in your life. And then that just creates a whole separate mess that has to be dealt with at another time. Now, when it comes to you know, and it, as an extension of lifestyle, this kind of goes more so into sexuality and relationships. Now, there are people that have a lot of different beliefs about this. There's some people that are very religious that say, you know, you should be a virgin until you're married. You should not engage in any sexual activity um, until that time. And these are ideals that are you know, oftentimes widely shared in society, and that's totally fine. And there is a real threat of STDs, HIV, AIDS. There are real reasons that you want to have safe sex practices in your life if you're choosing to engage in that, regardless of whatever your decisions are. There are some people that believe, you know, mainly from certain um, types of religions that are not accepting of gay or bi, says gender, um, transgender, all these types of um, different sexual orientations, there are people that are not accepting of that. And they may view that as impure. They may not even want to have friends or family friends with people that 
um, identify as that. And honestly, in my opinion, it's 2019. I feel like we can be a little bit more open-minded as a society. And I genuinely think that for the most part, in my experience, people are pretty open-minded to just letting people live their lives and, and be happy and do what they need to do. I, I mean, a lot of these types of um, lifestyles have not been completely monogamous, straight relationships. This has been going on for centuries that there has been homosexual, um, different types of cross-dressing, different transgender to an extent. This has been something that's been going on across cultures and generations for centuries. So it's it's not really anything new. However, I think um, there are people that choose to flaunt their purity. There are some quote-unquote purity when it comes to um, sexuality, and I think that that's on a spectrum as far as whatever people have been exposed to or experienced in their life. Whether they were raised a certain way where that was really wrong, there are certain cultures where they're not raised in a religion or any type of uh, society where they're meant to think there's anything wrong with sex or any of that type of activity. So it really does depend on how a person is um, socio-culturally raised and what type of norms are going on within that society. Because what's wrong and what's pure for one person might be totally different for another. Like what's wrong and what's pure for one person might be totally different than what's wrong and what's pure for another society. So being open-minded about that I think is really important. The great thing about this day and age is that there's a variety of different perspectives you can choose to live by. And there's a variety of different results that you get from living in those ways. And I think to make informed decisions about these types of things, you know, to educate yourself again, look at the types of results that maybe people are getting from having a lot of different partners in their life. What is that leading them towards? How are they doing emotionally, physically, spiritually? How is this affecting them in their interpersonal life? Is it something that's really benefiting them or is it something that maybe is affecting their self-worth in such a way where they're really hard on themselves or maybe they feel really great about that? You know, it's one aspect of people's lives. And I think that, um, you know, there are some people that like to flaunt their purity. Um, You know, I think that that's an individual choice. I don't have anything against that. And I do... um, you know, admire people regardless of their past when it comes to those things. I don't think I view a person one way or another depending on whatever they choose to do in their personal life. Um, You know, I think until it gets to the point where it's really affecting me as an individual, that's kind of where I draw the line with things. However, if a person is um, really just over the top emphasizing something Let me phrase it this way. For example, in a Christian Orthodox setting, um, you know, these texts and these ideals go back a very long time and they are revered heavily by some and they are really, really respected by some. And I totally respect that. These types of ideals may not be so current as far as modern times. And I'm not saying that you have to take the modern times and fit them into this book or this type of ideology. 
However, this is an ideology. This is not how everybody lives. And when you are putting yourself in a position that you feel so uncomfortable about something that is biologically natural to do and natural to have urges for, and a lot of this comes around impurity and being perfect, there can be, um, you know, people go to confession to talk about if they have ideas and thoughts about these things. And um, it can get a little bit to an extent where some people will go to the extent of harming themselves for even having any ideas about these types of things, where people will be so hard on themselves and feel this hyper need to control that aspect of their life. And they put that up on a pedestal as if it's so, so important that they do that. You know, I think it's different for every single person as far as the choices they want to make in their life. I really don't believe that one person is better than another deciding um, or really based on those types of decisions that they make. I think that that will yield different results for that individual as far as the results that they will get from their actions of those behaviors. And that's individual choice. And it's really not for anybody else to judge until it's really affecting you on a very personal level. So, and I would argue that it's not necessarily everybody's business what everybody else is doing in their personal life. Um, you know, unless somebody chooses to make that someone else's business. Do I believe that everybody should follow a certain set of standards? No, I think that there's a lot of different options that people can choose from in regards to how they want to live their life. It's an individual choice. They will reap the fruits of those decisions, whatever may those may be. And I think that people can be happy in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different things that people can do to, um, you know, maintain a certain level of feeling comfortable with themselves and feeling comfortable in their body and not feel like they need to be perfect or pure um, or be doing things in the process of seeking out that as an aspect that they need to have as a part of themselves God forbid if that's ever taken away, how is that going to affect a person mentally, emotionally? Are you prepared for that? I feel like people, honestly, prior to getting into um, serious relationships, can benefit from having a lot of strength when it comes to mental health education. How can they manage their emotions? How can they manage their thoughts and behaviors? How are they practicing having influence, not necessarily control, but how are they practicing having influence over these aspects of their life and maintaining them in a healthy way. That way, when engaging with another person, if they choose to, they can get back on that path of having that stability and those things in place and that infrastructure in place in their life so that it doesn't throw everything off course. Because realistically, when people engage in relationships and in sexual relationships, this does affect the body on a biological, physical, mental, emotional, and even spiritual level. This is something that can be deeply affecting a person in ways that they may not even be able to prepare for ahead of time. So it's important to be realistic about that, not to be afraid of engaging in certain things, to not be afraid of trying certain things. If a person really wants to do something and they feel like they are going to be completely okay and they are 
being safe, they are informed, and they are, you know, feeling comfortable about the situation. I don't think there's anything wrong with people making personal, consensual decisions about engaging in whatever they want to do, and they should not feel dirty or unclean or impure or unperfect because they choose to do that. These are, again, societal societal ideas about things that are essentially being set as another person's standards or a group of people's standards. And what does it benefit you in your life to meet those standards? If it makes sense for you to meet those standards, by all means, that's your decision to do that. If it doesn't make sense for you, by all means, that's your decision to do whatever you want. However, when it comes to feeling insecure or bad about yourself or hurting yourself in any way as a result of making certain decisions, there is an element of forgiveness that people have to go through, I think, with themselves rather than harming themselves or hurting themselves for making certain decisions to grow from those things, to make light of the situation, to be resilient from a situation, and to make whatever decision they need to that's best the next time that situation makes itself available for them to approach in their life. Again, no one is perfect. And I feel like when people come to relationships, they expect that another person is supposed to completely complete them, is supposed to meet all of their needs. And if they're not, then it's just, oh, this isn't the one. I think with dating apps and all this type of stuff, there are, and even social media has contributed to this as well. I mean, I heard a statistic the other day that 40% of divorces were as a result of social media had some factor to play in them, whether it was DMs, liking, following somebody, whatever it is, there was some type of interaction that had to do with divorces. 40% of divorces had a social media element component involved with it. So, you know, I think that that's, that can be a tricky realm, but you know, humans are biological creatures. You're not necessarily going to be able to ever stifle lust in another person. And um, I think even if you are in a committed relationship, it's just important to have discussions about that. It's going to be normal for eyes to wander and for people to go here and there. But what is holding that relationship together? That's what I feel like is so important to work on. You know, there are very unlikely couples that end up together and they're able to maintain happiness for like their whole life of being married. Does that mean they don't have arguments? Absolutely not. Does that mean that every day is totally perfect? No. Does that mean they never have any disagreements about anything? Absolutely not. I feel like in these situations, don't settle in the sense of, you know, stay away from abuse, stay away from you things that you know that you're not going to tolerate. Be clear about those standards and get clear on your wants and needs. Set up the standards you want to have in your life and live within those, but also be open to change. I don't think that you should ever do anything that's really compromising to the point where it's causing you an excessive amount of pain where you just are like at your threshold, cannot take it anymore, are really, really hurting because of it. You know, that's a very individual choice. And I think that if people need to get a divorce or things are not working, that is a very individual decision. Um, 
And it doesn't make someone imperfect or impure because they have to go through that process, right? It's just a part of their journey. And I think we can learn to be a little bit less judgmental of people that are going through those situations because I think when people engage in a marriage or they engage in a relationship, oftentimes I want to believe that people have the best of intentions. Of course, there are some people that don't have the best of intentions when they engage in those things. They may not be very self-aware. They may not be very you know, understanding about stuff. They may not be very compassionate or educated about their own triggers, their own quote-unquote flaws or their own issues that they have and how to deal with that the best. However, when it comes to these aspects, it is important to be very clear on what you want and to be educated, again, about these things, to not feel pressured to do anything that you're not comfortable with, and really be honest with yourself about why you're getting into what you're doing. Are you doing it just because you saw somebody on social media do it or someone on a show that you like do it? You know, why are you really doing this? Do you feel like it's something that you need to do in order to fit in? That's not necessarily the best reason to get involved with things. You know, I think regardless of people's outside ex external appearances outside of people's external perceived flaws we can always see through to the soul of a person and see past you know whatever issues they may be dealing with not to the extent that we allow another person to take advantage of our ability to do that but really so that we can be humbled by the fact that there's another person in front of us that deals with daily struggles, that deals with their own pain. And we don't have to always engage in a relationship or any type of sexual activity with a person. You know, it goes back to that, you can shop around at the mall, don't always have to buy anything type of mentality. There are people that come into our life for different reasons. You should never feel pressured to do anything that you're not comfortable with. I think it's important to keep those tools for mental health in the forefront of your memory to invest time in acquiring those. I have several episodes where I focus on different mental health aspects and you can go through, um, you know, the episodes to find those. And I think that it's important to prepare for what may happen before or after you take certain actions, make informed decisions, prepare and be cautious and be safe. Although society sells us many opportunities to believe you need to be pure or perfect for X, Y, and Z and you need to do X, Y, and Z for X, Y, and Z reason, it's really important to make decisions that are authentic to you. Spend time with yourself. Spend time really thinking about what you want for your life, whether that's spending time in meditation, communicating with a higher power or someone you physically know that you trust to go over these things in your life. Do research, ask questions, look and seek out people that are able to have sustainable lifestyles rather than that are offering quick fixes to solutions. Sometimes quick fixes are needed, but when it comes to long-term building health, it's really important that you look for people that are making those types of decisions long-term if those are your goals. Otherwise, you may end up having, you know, consequences of wrecking your health. 
So be informed and don't take everything at 100% face value. Don't get sold a bill of goods. Don't believe that everything that you are being sold is 100% pure and perfect to begin with. Because it may not be. Feel empowered and confident to do what's best for you. When you put your empowerment in the hands of another person where they're saying, oh, you need to give me your money and you need to buy this product and then you'll be empowered. No, no, no. That's not how it works. You're empowered now to make decisions as you wish. Don't let somebody else tell you how to do that. Because you have your own internal guidance system that you can tap into whenever you wish and make the decisions that are best for you in your life. Purity and perfection can be a really, really dangerous ideal to pursue. And it is more important to make balanced health the goal for long-term success when it comes to sustainable habits and be open-minded to other people's perspectives Be open to look and see what's in other stores, what's in places where maybe you would never even buy any of the stuff they're selling. Sometimes it's good to just go walk around and see whatever's happening. You don't have to buy it. You know, but be clear about your shopping list in the sense that if you are going to find something, stick to that list, get what's on the list, and find it. Seek it out and find it and be evaluative about things don't just go for whatever's in front of you because it might be not the best product do your research you know keep it realistic as well you know sure we might want to go into nordstrom and get the craziest looking pair of shoes that we'd only wear once that are the highest heel possible and you know i got a few of those in my closet i ain't gonna lie but that's you know a splurge That's, no, I'm not going to wear this shoe every day. I have other Nike sneakers that I wear on a more consistent basis. So be realistic. Is this something that I really need? Is this something that I'm going to have as a frivolous purchase and wear every once in a while? Yes, I'm not going to wear those shoes every day. (laughs) However, it's okay to not be 100% perfect in your pursuit of having a healthy lifestyle or having a certain kind of lifestyle. You don't need to have 100% crazy shoes in your closet. (laughs) And it doesn't mean you have to wear completely conservative stuff all the time. You can mix it up and find what works for you and and just be open-minded when it comes to those things. When it comes to health advice from different professionals as well as well-established people, you know, don't put your health at risk, um, you know, to meet someone else's ideals. It is your life. You have your decisions to make about whatever you want to do to take responsibility for those decisions. So make the choices that are not necessarily for pursuing the purity and the perfection. Do what's going to help you feel your best, be healthy, and sustain that long term. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. 
I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential.